You're listening to Financial Sense, Arizona's financial podcast that answers your real questions about money in your business and in your life, recorded and brought to you at National Bank of Arizona, the only bank you need. Hello, I'm your host, Brent Cannon. I'm an executive vice president and the director of the Community Bank here at National Bank of Arizona. Today, we have Greg Geist rejoining us. Welcome, Greg. Thanks for having me again. You bet. So, Greg, in the last episode, we talked about mortgage loans and product services that were specifically designed for the consumer segment or the cons- or consumers looking for loans. So today we want to talk about some of the trends in the Arizona housing market, uh, as well as diving deeper to uh, our, our online mortgages uh, powered by Zip Mortgage and how it can be powerful for realtors and builders, uh, the, 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 the businesses that are interacting in the home building and home selling market on a day-to-day basis. So um, how would you describe the Arizona uh, housing market, uh, say, in 2019? That's a great question. Well, last year, Arizona was one of the hottest markets in the United States. In annual sales of existing homes, Brent, they set a new record. Wow. The previous record was in 2005, where that number was $26.1 billion. In 2019, that number eclipsed that. It was at $27.1 billion. That's incredible. And what's incredible about that, though, is the first quarter of last year was actually trailing 2018. Then there was a huge pickup in the second, third, and fourth quarter to set those record numbers. Um, you and I have talked about this fact that, uh, and you know, I, Maricopa County continues to be the leading county, uh, and if not leading, because I know there are some different metrics out there, it's in the top, you know, one, two, or three right. uh, of counties of of net growth in, in the nation. So that's a great question. In Maricopa County, too, Brent, the average median price is still very affordable here at three hundred twenty thousand. Wow. Even though we are growing at the at the pace you discussed, uh, the really the median price of, of of homes in our market is still very affordable uh, when when measured against other key markets, say in Texas, California, and certainly on the East Coast. Absolutely, being at that three hundred twenty thousand figure which captures the new loan limits with Freddie and Fannie at 510,400. Going back to our discussion in the last episode yes. of the conventional of the conventional loan limit versus the jumbo products right. that we both offer. Right, that's great. So, so kind of thinking about uh let's let's start thinking about um, some of the products that we offer and services that we offer that will specifically help uh builders and realtors in the in, in the industry help them with their clients and ultimately get transactions closed. So I'd like to spend some time on our one-time close product. Okay. So what that product is, Brent, it's with a uh, consumer utilizing a custom home builder. Sure. They're getting ready to build a home, right? So they're basically able to lock in at today's interest rates right. without a home that may not be complete 12 to 24 months down the road. Right. Builders love the product because it's serviced by our local construction servicing group here in Phoenix. Right. So they'll be in charge of all the draws, the inspections. And during that time, the customer pays interest only on those draws versus the full loan amount. Gotcha. The other nice part of it, too, is that we're qualifying only a one-time scenario at the start of construction. So when they do sell that house at the end, they can then just automatically roll over to the permanent loan once the new house is complete. So not to delve in too deep into the underwriting side, but I think it's important for a builder and, and certainly a realtor. So when you when you look at the buyer, 
are, are you underwriting? So they, they own their current home. They can, they, they, they can stay in that home. Do you, how do you under, how does that work? Do yeah. you, do you assume one of those homes sells no, from an underwriting standpoint? No, it's a great question. So basically we underwrite off, off of their, all of their current monthly payments. Okay. So it's with that. We do have a formula though, if they are planning on selling that home where we only have to use the interest taxes and insurance on that current proposed payment that they have. Okay. Wait, really. So, so let's think about this for a second. So okay. you're telling me if I wanted to, if Michelle and I wanted to go buy a home mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. Uh, or excuse me, build a home today. Build a home. And, mm-hmm. and we got with our builder and I come into you and say, gee, Brent, you have a home in Mesa today and that home is, your mortgage on that is X. Um, do you want, can I get approved for that one-time mortgage uh, with both Debt services? Yes. That's our first so how do you step. Do you, do that? Two, two, you do it two different kind of steps. The first step is basically you underwrite with all current debt that they have on their current profile. Okay. So their current mortgage, okay. along with their other current, you know, credit card debt, student loans, right. auto loans. Right. And then with the new proposed payment on the new house that they're building. Okay. Now if that exceeds the DTI ratio, we do have a formula that we can use just the taxes and insurance on their current home. This assumes that they're going to sell it at the end to use then in the qualifying ratios for that new house. Okay. So that that's really, that was my question yeah. because mo- not too many people can afford the, the loan payment debt service mm-hmm. on both homes and get qualified at the same time. Right. And that's what you're telling me that doesn't have to happen? Well, underwriting requires us in case that home doesn't sell. Right that we can't basically hold them to not move into the new house until that home is sold. So that's why the first course of action, we try to qualify them with all payments. Okay. So if they're approved, then they don't have to worry about selling that house and it doesn't you know, tie their hands that they have and to if, wait for the new house to be done. And if they don't approve, right. if, if you can't approve them on that, then? Then we use a different formula. But okay. then we've had situations where they don't qualify. They've had to sell that current house first. Okay. Go into a rental and then do the one time. I, I suppose the important part of that is that, and, and it makes sense. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we to extend the credit, we have to make sure that there's adequate income. And we talked about the debt to income ratio in our last podcast. Yes. I think that's I think that's pretty clear. But um, from a from a builder standpoint, and I'm specifically thinking about a builder in this place, uh, the, their main concern is 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 getting paid. So you said a couple things in the in the intro that I think are important. One is the local administration of the draws. Correct. Talk about that for specifically for builders why that's important. Well, I think that's a great question. You have a local servicer here that they can get in touch with Brent at any given time. So when they're doing the draw request, they send the inspection report into their assigned servicer. Okay. So it's somebody here locally that they don't have to go through a one eight hundred number. Right. So when they do that draw request. The servicer then does the work for them. They'll send out the inspector, make sure that the work has been performed. Once it's been verified, then that builder can get the funds as quick as three to five business days. Anybody that's been in the business knows that that builders, that's their lifeblood. I Absolutely. Mean, and, 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 and to the extent that they get strung out on their draws, I know it's it's really, really critical for them. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the biggest thing is that having that flexibility of that 24-month construction period, right? right? Knowing that their customer is already right. locked in at today's rates, now they all, all they have to worry about is getting that home done in that 24 months. Let's them kind of focus on what they're good at, building Absolutely. homes. Absolutely. So Greg, 
that's that, that that is great during construction. At the end of construction, when the home's all done and and the keys are delivered, what happens from so a loan standpoint? That's a great question. So there's no separate loan closing. Okay. So they've already done that loan closing at the beginning, Brent, oh, wow. when they started on the construction of the home. At that point, we basically would just modify the loan over from the construction note writer. Then they would start on their permanent loan phase, if you will. I see. So they're pre-locked under a loan program, and then that's when their actual term for the permanent mortgage starts. Oh, that's great. Um, I, I know we do a lot of one-time closes in, 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 in Arizona, and we've been doing this. Well, Greg, I'm just curious. I, I, this may not be. How many years have you been doing the one-time? Have we been offering it, just out of curiosity? Over 23 years. Over 23 years. So thinking about this, the, the one-time close and, and really the horsepower that's, that's involved with sure. this product, um, people use it for their primary home. But what about secondary homes? Is it available for secondary homes? Absolutely. So it's available, uh, Brent, for both primary residences and second homes. So during the summer, right? The right. popular second home destinations in Flagstaff, Pine Top, Payson. Right. Right. It's available for that product up there too. Oh, that's great. Thinking about realtors specifically, um, and 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 not necessarily on the one time close. I want to transition into uh, some of the other products we may have that that where a realtor would really find value. Um, talk about talk about those type of products and services. I think where the realtor find value is that they can refer a client over to us without a property that's identified yet. Mm. So if they want to get their customer started on the process early, right? Because we touched on the numbers before. It's a very competitive market out there, right? Right. So they want to get their customer customers to us as soon as possible so we can get going on that prequal. They require a prequal form to be generated with their offers that shows that their buyer is a serious buyer that's right. already been through the process or has started the process, you know, with a lender. So once that property is identified, then our timeline is shortened. So then we're just ready to get the appraisal going and then basically follow up on the financial documentation needed to complete the loan package. We've all heard the horror stories. Uh, a loan gets pre-qualified and then we kind of try to move to the next phase and it blows up. Can you talk a little bit about that and some of those some of those uh, snags that, that that realtors specifically should be looking out for? Absolutely, we like to utilize automated underwriting whenever possible, sure. right, Brent? Because you don't want to ask for more that's not needed, right? But having local decision makers here in the way of processing, underwriting, and closing issues are always going to come up, right? And you got to get that quick answer. So working and having that relationship touch with a local lender really helps in those situations where an issue may come up, may jeopardize the close of escrow, but that client needs to know. right? So getting those quick answers or dealing with maybe a complex borrower, right? Not everybody has the clean W-2s, the pay stubs. Getting into that self-employed arena right. is where we really pride ourselves. Greg, I've heard that self-employed buyers can be really difficult for banks to deal with. And I know uh, for builders and for realtors, they probably uh, they probably get scared or you know are, are worried about having a self-employed client. What are some of the reasons that they shouldn't be scared to right. have a self-employed client? And what, what do we do to help serve that, that, that type of client? Not all borrowers fit the nice W-2, right. the 30-day pay stubs right. where all of your income is derived. Seeing a self-employed borrower, they may have different income streams where you have to get into the tax returns. That's where you need the experienced loan officers. And I think to just piggyback that even more is the group of underwriters that we have here locally right. that are experienced just for self-employed loans. So that's that's really a, a key differentiator 
for 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 a uh, potential builder, uh, realtor, somebody that's helping clients buy, build homes. We have a local group of underwriters that are specifically trained and have experience in dealing with self-employed, the self-employed borrower. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a terrific advantage. Yeah. To your point, having the products and the tools to basically accommodate any type of borrower, regardless of what their income looks like, having that experience for the customer be seamless, it easy for them, whether they're self-employed or a W-2 earner, that's our goal at National Bank of Arizona, to make that experience the best for them. That's great. Greg, thinking just about realtors, how would you articulate our value proposition to realtors? I I think, Brent, it's having a local lender that leverages current technology, right, where their customer can go to our zip mortgage and do an online mortgage within five to 10 minutes, but still then have that human touch where the loan officer will reach out to them once they've submitted that application to go over any further questions that they may have in the way of rates, products, or any other questions that may come up. That's some great information for our professionals out there, specifically builders and realtors. Uh, talking about the one-time close, I think for builders is just a magnificent product. And, and certainly for some of the services that we provide for realtors. And at the end of the day, realtors earn their keep by taking care of their clients. And our ability to help them do that, I think probably uh, will be something of, very, of, of enormous interest to realtors. So thank you, Greg. You know, I want to thank everyone for joining uh, us on our podcast today, Financial Sense. Um, Check us out on your favorite podcasting platform uh, or check us out on YouTube. Uh, If you have any financial questions, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining and look forward to our next episode. Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 467014. Loan subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions apply. See Banker for details. Payment information. The following sample payment is based on estimate information. Loan amount of $200,000. Advertised variable rate of 3.6% fixed for the first five years. Initial five-year monthly payment is $909.52, followed by 25 years of monthly payments of $948.78. Amounts exceeding $510,400 qualify as a jumbo loan. Payments do not include amounts for taxes and insurance, and your actual payment may be higher. Contact a branch for full details. All price references and market forecasts correspond to the date of this recording. This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute research, recommendations, representations, or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements of any information contained in its podcast and any liability from Zion's Bank Corporation N.A. or its divisions, including direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. The views expressed in this podcast may not be those of Zion's Bank Corporation N.A. or any of its divisions. Zion's Bank Corporation N.A. is not providing any financial, economic, legal, account or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving of advice, investment, or otherwise by Zions Bank Corporation N.A. to that listener, nor to constitute such person a client of Zions Bank Corporation N.A. Copyright reserved by Zions Bank Corporation N.A. National Bank of Arizona is a division of Zions Bank Corporation N.A. Member FDIC.